Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode number five. This episode is all about planners. Hope and Bonnie discuss all the various options that are available to current homeschooling families. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the show and be sure to stay tuned all the way to the end for Bonnie's inspirational message. Enjoy. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, Colby homeschooling mom, liturgical musician, podcast fanatic, heavy library user, and Colby parent ambassador. I have two lads and two lasses. The youngest is in fifth grade, the eldest is in 10th, and this is our fourth year homeschooling with Colby. And I'm Hope, Bonnie's younger sister and a Colby alumna in a phase of life after being a student, but before becoming a parent. I studied communication theory and philosophy in college, then I went to law school. Now I'm an attorney, an avid home cook, and the fun aunt to Bonnie's kids. Oh, I love the planners. This is a topic of much conversation. On our... It's near and dear to our hearts. We can just rhapsodize about planners <laughs> yeah. all the live long day, but we have also come to find what works for us. And it's not the same. Each of us has a different way of keeping ourselves organized. Exactly. And like our methods kind of serve the same purpose. We both use planners as what I think um, it was Thomas Jefferson, maybe, who called it his commonplace book, which is the elegant name or the kind of day-to-day probably more realistic name is our brain dump books because if I write something down I feel like I can trust that it's on the page and that page will remind me. I have to say there are things that I feel like I want to write down in my planner or mark on my online calendar and we'll get into those but how I make those work together but there are plenty of things that I don't write in my planner and I just keep in my running memory but that's sort of contradicts what I'm about to say next, which is uh, the planners are so useful so that we don't have to hold so much in our working memory that we can kind of free up some brain space to do more uh, meaningful or deep work or however you want to call it and still get things done. But um, I'm not typically one to write down lots of um, little things or recurring things unless they are uh, online classes, the Colby online classes. I keep those. And that's one thing that we both have experience with is managing a paper planner and an online calendar at the same time and they serve different purposes so like for me the online calendar is kind of the backup or the collaborative site and the paper planner like I do write lots of little things in my planner but that's one of those things like we've each figured out what works for us so like I use a planner that has one page per day Bonnie you use a weekly layout right I do. I have a, a spiral bound paper planner that I got at Target. It's a beautiful cover though, because I keep it right on my desk, right next to my computer monitor. And it's, it has a beautiful cover and I love looking at it. It's really a pretty thing. Uh-huh. And, um, but the inside is very simple and it's uh, a week per page spread and lots of just open space on each day to write. It's not even ruled, which was a sticking point for me, but I've gotten over it. And uh, I, it has all kinds of opportunities and all kinds of um, possibilities for writing whatever in those spaces for each day. So I fill it all in when I move into a calendar, so to speak, at the beginning of whatever year time frame the calendar covers. I write down um, birthdays and anniversaries and liturgical feasts. I've had Catholic calendars in the past that had these days marked for me already. I've landed on this particular simple calendar and I write in the liturgical days that are um, salient to me and to our people. So 
I do those in the beginning when I'm moving into the calendar and I will color code those. I come up with one of those for myself. Hope has a much more intricate color coding system. Those are the only things I write in pen though. I um, Anniversaries, birthdays, liturgical days. That's about, and also the Colby calendar, the school calendar, I will write that in pen. Nothing else gets written in pen though. It rest is in pencil. And I'm exactly the opposite. So I think we, I also put in birthdays, anniversaries, liturgical things at the beginning of the year. But other than that, I have a planner where roughly half the page is an hour by hour time slot list. And then roughly half the page is a to-do list. I I say roughly because there's a spot at the bottom where you can fill in meal plans or take notes. So it's really more like, I don't know, I'm not even going to try with the fractions. But anyway, I have like this daily um, time slots introduced next to each other, which helps me because my days are extremely varied. And so writing out things in the hour by hour format helps me see where I can then slide in the to do's that aren't connected to a specific event and fill those in and, and work on those when I'm in between meetings or phone calls. For me, writing in pen is better because if something gets canceled or rescheduled, I draw one line through it so that I can still read what it was so that then later I'm like, oh yeah, I was supposed to have this phone call on Thursday, but you know somebody needed to reschedule and now it's Friday. I've just found that if I just scratch out, I don't like making a mess, scratching stuff out. If stuff gets canceled and I've had enough stuff get rescheduled that it just, I don't know. Yeah. You can't, you can't focus on it. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like you, my days are very, are varied, but they're not, it's, I haven't found the time slot printing to be useful to me. I just find that it's every day is so different that I would rather just be an open space that I can fill in as needed because some days I'll use it to write down what we have going on and, and in other sections, I want to write down um, things I want to remember from that day or something I need to take care of that day or something that happened to somebody. Like um, if I'm keeping track of, of somebody coming down with some kind of the sniffles or some kind of illness, I want to keep track of what symptoms are happening or, or what kind of medicine they started for that day or something like that. Any, anything like that, where I just take little notes that I want to keep track of and come back to later and I'll write down our meal plans. And I do write it sort of in the chronicle, chronological order of the day, but I don't, I don't want to have the times printed for myself because if I can't make it fit exactly, if I've got something on the quarter hour or half hour or anywhere in between those, and there's not a slot for that, I, <laughs> that annoys me. <laughs> I would just rather write it in myself. And I don't know, I just, it's just funny how we end up using it differently. And it kind of reflects our different places in life as well, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. have, you have five other people in your household coordinating things to specific time slots doesn't fly as well when there are more people in the picture. Whereas I am not a parent yet. And so my planning, like I have a lot more say over the minutia of my day, which is probably why I fill it in with so much detail. <laughs> um, I developed that style kind of getting into 10th, 11th, 12th grade in Colby and really honed it over college and law school. You know, all those signs at Jimmy John's that have like the, the sassy, <laughs> the sassy <Yes>. signs. <laughs> One of my guiding life tenants comes from a Jimmy John's sign that says, if you do the things you have to do when you have to do them, 
you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. It's a little oversimplified as every adage is, but I really developed this like, okay, what am I going to do with my time? And how do I, how do I make sure that I fulfill my responsibilities so that I don't end up playing catch up or rushing later on? Mm -hmm. And so I think our different styles kind of reflect you're in the facilitator spot or the air traffic controller spot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it kind of illustrates and and we'll get, hopefully this will become clearer as we discuss our methods going forward that we, there's a place for both the paper planner and the online calendar, I find, at least for Mm -hmm. me. And in addition to that, I should mention, we also have a wall calendar in a central spot in our house where we write down, I have many of the same things, but I write down stuff happening that people in the family need to know about. And I'm trying to every, all the more, all the time, train people to add stuff to the calendar when, when they have the, <laughs> when they can do that. I mean, right now they everybody still runs everything through my husband and me before anything goes on the calendar. But at the point, uh, the point is soon to come when our, our kids are old enough to be um, out going places on their own or working or whatever, when they will have things that come up that they are committed to that they need to make us aware of. So they can write it down on the wall calendar eventually. Uh, we also do have a, a Google calendar that is shared among the family members. Those of us who have Google accounts that about three of us at this point where we can uh, put appointments and, and things on that calendar, including the meal plan. I do keep that on my Google calendar mm-hmm. and share it with the family members. So they can see what's for dinner like um, and they can add stuff to it. And it's so that we're aware of what's happening. So nice. Yeah. There's a place for both. I think, I think mm-hmm. it's important to have both the written down and the online versions. And, and really, I don't carry my planner around with me. So if something comes up while I'm out and about, I, I get my phone out to put on my Google calendar and then, then write it down later if I need to. I have found in the past, if I have too many calendars going, that something gets dropped because I'll, I'll forget to write it on one of the other calendars or, or mm-hmm. something like that. And it just gets to be too cumbersome and it that's, defeats the whole purpose, right? So exactly. I've, I've pared it down to my my own spiral paper planner and the wall calendar and the online calendar. So do your kids use planners? They have student planners, right? Yes. Every, every one of our kids has a a student planner. Um, We've had a variety of them over the years. This is a habit that was began in their Catholic school that they were in and around third grade in that school, they started them on planners, started filling them out um, as the day would progress. So we have carried that forward to our own homeschool and we fill out the planners. We're still refining when, when's the best time to fill out planners. It's something I want them to do at, with, in, in consultation with me, we work together on it, but I really want them to fill out their own planners just to cultivate that skill mm-hmm. and to keep track of where they are with stuff and to include things beyond assignments, such as chores or activities or anything that is anything else going on that they need to keep track of that, I really want them to put it down in the planner and, and really get to where that is just second nature to them. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had a friend who I was talking to who asked, she had never used a paper planner before and her, her life was busy enough as I think all of ours are that she was looking for a little bit more organization. And so I kind of sat down and I thought back to, well, how, how do I do this? And so I ended up writing her a, a four-step planning process that has worked really well for her. And so I thought I might summarize it here because it has some like 
I don't know. This all can be very overwhelming when you're trying to like get a sense of the substance of Colby of like every, all the subjects and everything. And also like trying to envision what your days are going to be like. So uh, this was my four step planning process, which works for both paper planners and online planners. So the first step is to decide when you're, when you will update your planner. And this kind of goes to what Bonnie was saying about if you have things in too many places or, or otherwise you don't have some sort of planning to plan sense, um, things get dropped and then that's more than unhelpful um, because you have gaps. So like I tend to fill in my week ahead on a Saturday morning or sometimes a Sunday morning, sometime over the weekend, I, I sit down and I write out the week ahead. Um, but then there are daily things that come up at some time. So I'll either add the evening before or the morning of, depending on when they present themselves. Either way, I try to have like a consistent schedule updating time that helps me kind of stay centered. Uh, I've seen families in the Colby discussion groups discussing this very topic about planners and, and kind of syncing with each other and their by way of assignments and where things stand schoolwork wise, especially as students are getting used to the online classes. And, and I have taken note of, of some comments of, that parents have made where they have a sort of a Friday afternoon meeting with their students where they review the week that is ending to make sure stuff is uh, finished that's supposed to be and also to look at the week ahead what's coming up next next week they'll write down um, in their planners what they can from if there are assignments posted in Schoology or things they know they're coming up and this can be extrapolated to the homeschool assignments as well for whatever age you could go ahead and start filling it out for the week I think I might try to make more of a point of that this year um, even though you know we sometimes it feels like we're limping to the finish on a Friday and we're just like <laughs> ready to be done for the week, but mm -hmm. it can also have very, um, there's a, a sense of satisfaction that can come from knowing that you've ended a week well and are, and are well poised to start the next one. If, if you have a sense, even a rough framework of, of what's coming down the pike and, um, you can kind of flush it out more as, as the days progress, but to have sort of even just the, the framework of it can really be helpful and, um, fill in the details from there. So mm -hmm. that might be, as I'm thinking through um, when the best time to fill out planners is, I, I kind of go back and forth. Do I want to fill them out a week at a time or do I want to do them on a daily basis? And I like that idea of a family meeting, kind of a syncing, coordinating thing. I know what you mean about looking to the finish line on Friday afternoons. So when I was in law school, I would write out um, my assignments for the week. First thing on Monday morning, that was the first thing that I did before I went to any of my classes, which since I didn't have class until 1030 on Monday, I would try to spend that like 8am to 9am hour writing out all of my assignments for the week. It could be daunting on a Monday morning, but it was also like a nice transition time between the weekend and like focusing in class. And so that's something that is again, a matter of personal, personal experience. I can see how that would work well. I, I have found as, as our kids are getting older and getting in the upper grades. And when we started uh, four years ago, our oldest was going into seventh grade and our youngest was entering second grade. So now here we are entering fifth through 10th grades. And I find that 
as they we have more online classes to contend with and just more factors, more variables of who's working on what subject when this is when this happens. Mm -hmm. So I find though that, you know, I've tinkered over the years with uh, incorporating, trying to find some way to bring in all of the course plans that I'm working with for all of the children into some like master document or spreadsheet or something like that. This discussion comes up from time to time using there are a number of homeschool planners online. Um, I first started out with just a simple Google spreadsheet that I typed in everybody's name and every subject they're working on. And I would um, pull out all of the uh, assignments for one week. So I'd have it all in one page and I would track it through the week. But I found that that ended up being sort of redundant to what's already in the course plans. And that took away time from me prepping the actual material that we were going to be working on that week. I needed that time to be more uh, familiar, more into what we were actually going to be studying that week. I work more closely from the actual course plans and I um, mark the dates on those and I, I work from those in collaborating with the students and I'm training them more and more all the time to consult the course plans themselves. I think I want them to be growing in that habit so that if there's a question, they can go directly to the course plans. And I, I think this kind of gets us to how to manage all the course plans for, for families who are enrolled. I mean, our, our course plans come as part of our enrollment, or even if you're not enrolled, but you have purchased course plans, you're working from this document that has these assignments spelled out either daily or weekly, depending on the age and the grade level. So mm -hmm. what I've ended up doing with all of our course plans, some people still get them by mail, but, but I get them electronically via our parent portal and We'll talk in more detail about the various technology pieces that Colby employs. Right now we're working from the parent portal and each student has a page and it has each one of their courses that they're enrolled in and you can download the course plans from there. So I start by downloading them and I have folders set up in my computer or my external drive. I will have my grade level and then from there I will save course plans to the grade levels. And, and if, if I have a student working at a different grade level than the one they're enrolled in, I will save the file in the grade level it, it was intended for, but I'm keeping track in my mind so I can keep track of those course plans. I don't have to go online to the Colby website every time I need to consult the course plan. I've got it saved locally. And then I print them out front and back because I prefer it. I just want to use both sides of the page. It's <laughs> something that has stuck with me all my, all my years. So then I save them all in a binder. I will make... Um, I'll use dividers, different dividers for the different subjects. So I'll have one of those for each of our four children. We'll have a binder for them with dividers for all the subjects of the course plans. And for those courses that um, they might be taking online, the, the instructors will eventually, they'll distribute syllabi that we can print off the save to our local drives or print off. And I do that and just keep those in the binder as well. Uh -huh. So then, so I've got these four binders, one for each child that's got all their course plans for the year. But that's pretty cumbersome to pull from day to day and to work from. So I have sort of a working binder that has a section, a divider for each child. And on a weekly basis, I will pull out the sheet, the course plan that is that week because they're organized by week. So I'll have week one religion, week one English, one, week one vocab, all the different subject areas. And I'll put those in my working binder that I use on a daily basis. So in, it, in addition to the tab, the sections for each child, there are other reference sections that I want to keep handy to me, like um, 
I have one that has several different religion references. I have one that is book lists because I love books and I love book lists and book recommendations and I collect them like that's what my my favorite collection is book lists really and book recommendations so I have tons of those I have a section of Colby reference material like the parent handbook or some of the resource articles they make available that one stays right on my desk where I can get to it right away and that's what I read the assignments from to the student to the kids those binders that have all of the course plans for a child for the school year those are handy, but they're not right out in the middle of everything the way my, my working binder is. So, uh-huh. and the course plans also have the, the grading at the bottom of each page of each week. You can keep track a running tally of grades as they're going along and then carry forward to the end of the quarter or a semester. And it keeps it pretty handy. So I find that uh, I don't have the need to incorporate everything into one big spreadsheet or some kind of online plan or anything like that. I just find that takes away from time I need to be spending on the material itself getting ready. Now I will say last year around this time we were getting ready to launch a school year and I was also getting ready for jury duty. I had been summoned for jury duty. So I did at that time just use um, a template from Word that is a weekly assignment planner sheet that I just downloaded and typed in assignments for the week into this template in Word and saved it for each child. And, And then they were able to check off when it was done or write questions about an assignment that I could follow up on and that evening when I got home and family duty and civic duty. So yes, yes. And what you've just described, Bonnie is step two on my patented four step (laughs) process, which is a place for everything and everything in its place. And so what you're describing with having the binders is exactly like, you know, where to look for information. So you don't have to be trying to carry the information around in your head all the time. And that's something that each person finds for themselves, like the right path of, you know, writing things out versus just knowing, okay, this binder has this information. And when I need to look up X, Y, and Z, I go to this shelf and really just simplifying the number of steps that it takes to get to the information that you need is what the planning and, and organizing is all about, right? Is like knowing where to access not necessarily knowing everything all at once because that's impossible, but just mm-hmm. knowing what the process is to get to that information. And so that works on both the macro level of the binders. And I have a way that I lay out my planner pages where I put the same type of information in the same place, even on the planner page. So even just looking, even without reading the page itself, I know kind of how my day needs to layout. That's another instance of knowing where to look to get information so that you don't have to hold it all in your head all at one time. And it's just this little act of surrender and of trust of both this natural level of, okay, it's, it's written on my page. I can read it. I can go back to it. I know where it is. And also a bigger level of surrender and trust of like, I am not capable of holding everything going on in my life in my head at any given time. I need to share this burden on, on a page and as a prayer kind of. Um, yeah. So that was my profound moment for the day. I had to, I had to balance out yeah. prioritizing and um, considering your different responsibilities and the different aspects of your calling leads right into step three of my plan, which is 
I plan my week in layers from the written in stone to the written in pencil, metaphorically. <laughs> so like I like to write down any family requirements or like external hard deadlines or non-negotiables. Yeah. These are kind of the anchor points that are going to be really hard to move or that are so high priority that they should not be moved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you have a, if you have a time that you protect as family time specifically or something like that. And then after I get those anchors established, then I fill in some of the recurring events. Um, like you said, Bonnie, I think that's one place where we found different things work for the two of us. And then I fill in the one-time events and kind of whatever's left over is where I fill in the things that I'd like to do, but that are either low priority or not urgent, like not, not time sensitive. Nice. You have such a cool system down. Well, I wanted to go back for a second to my paper planner and add in something I meant to say earlier is that I want to write down in my paper planner sort of themes or overarching um, other things that are happening either in the week for uh, any one of the courses that we're working on or in a quarter, such as a theme in one of the religion courses or history, time frame, or, um, you know, civil war or something like that. Any, any topic like that, that we're going to be working on for a little while um, so that I can be on the lookout for things that might tie in well that I encounter that I can tie into what we're working from, from our course plans. I think that, you know, the more we get to know Schoology as well, Schoology has it's an on a calendar built into it that on on which appear the assignments that the online instructors give. And students have the opportunity to add things, personal items to the Schoology calendar as well. So they can do this with their homeschool assignments or activities that they're in or anything anything really. They can add personal nice. items to their Schoology calendars. Um, I had know that there are some Colby parents who go through the process to be able to get their own personal homeschools. They have accounts in Schoology for their homeschools that they can integrate. Um, so far, I haven't done that, but that's a very interesting idea. It seems like it could be very effective and kind of integrated more so um, right along the lines that we're looking for to simplify things. I think there are, you know, there are other apps that that we can use to kind of keep track of where things are, such as um, you know, Trello or something like that. But I find that the more things we add, like just like mm-hmm. having too many calendars, if we have the more apps we have to keep track of things and the, the less likely they are to really be yeah. effective for us. So um, Colby has seemed to really dial in on a, on a suite of online products that, that we can draw from to adapt to our own usage to really make things work. It, it takes some time to kind of figure out, especially coming at this new it's a, if it my for our first year homeschooling, I considered our grace period, and I knew there was lots of capital G grace mm-hmm. to to help us in that time period, as there still is for us to draw upon. But also just to give our spells the a little bit of grace to to get used to things as we mm-hmm. would any other transition, and to allow ourselves that room to figure out how we work and um to put some systems in place and try them out. And if they don't work, okay, then we make adjustments and take what's good and and leave the rest and. For us, it has really come down to using the tools that Colby has given us in the form of the online tools, as well as the paper course plans, bringing all those together and not trying to add in mm-hmm. extra stuff too much just because it just overcomplicates things. And, and I'm 
that is one of my particular skills is overcomplicating. So it's been, as you say, sort of a, um, a surrender to go with what the structure that is already provided. And one of the things that I think is so great about the Colby formation is the way that they're, that everything fits together and it's a very holistic um, worldview and education that the Colby courses, especially as you get into the later grades conveys is this, everything fits together. There's a place for everything. There's an overarching order to the universe all united together. And that brings me to my last point on my, uh, my planning process, which is to bring some consistency and some flexibility, which at first those sound like they're conflicting, but it is really like you were saying with the grace period, a matter of kind of taking it one step at a time and whatever kind of planner you choose or whatever kind of organization you choose. And this goes for um, the start of a new school year or any other change in time is like with a, with a new planner, pick a layout and give it a month, like trust the process for a month and then notice what you do and don't like about it. So in a planner, that's going to be, do you, erase things that you get canceled that get canceled like Bonnie does do you strike them through like I do do you find yourself drawing arrows to move things around are you flipping between pages or how how's your binder situation supporting your planner situation and then mm-hmm. after yes. a few weeks of of living with that then you can get a sense of okay here's where I need to adjust this a little bit or that a little bit and practicing that kind of dedication but also openness to development practicing that in the planner realm is going to translate over into the curriculum realm and kind of the daily living realm as well because that sense of give it a shot and stick with it and trust the process but also appreciate and embrace the agency that you have to once you understand kind of what the what the plan is to make it your own, um, I think is an overarching theme of home education that is really lovely. And just kind of wrapping it up here, the like planners serve the purpose of helping us live out our callings. Take good care, move into your planner, give it some time. No, you got this. You have a lot more agency than you think you do. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.